There is over a trillion dollars of waste in supply chains today. The net zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously. To meet these objectives, they're going to have to take into consideration CO2 emissions. Hey, and welcome back to Net Zero Carbon. I'm Tyler Cole, your host, and this is the show at Freight Waves, where we deep dive on decarbonization with a special focus on freight, fuels, and energy. Today, I've got the pleasure of being joined by Nate Greenspan, Senior Product Manager at Redwood Logistics. Nate, thanks for joining the show. How are you doing? Doing great, and thank you for having me, Tyler. I'm excited for this conversation. It's one we've been kind of going back and forth with uh, over the last year or so. Um, as you and I have connected in other roles, I know Redwood's got a lot of positive momentum going on in the ESG space. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to this conversation of learning a little bit more about what you're up to specifically um, and really how Redwood is running headfirst. I mean, it's some of these data-specific sustainability problems that your customers are having. So why don't we, um, why don't we kick it off with you know, a brief background on Nate, your superhero origin story, if you will, and then just a you know, two-minute elevator pitch on Redwood. Absolutely. Uh, and there is a lot of paths that Redwood has been looking to try to solve these kinds of problems uh, around sustainability with our customers. So just by way of introduction, I've been a product leader at Redwood Logistics, delivering on software solutions for the last six years now. Like many of us, I know you too, Tyler, we wear many hats, but currently I am working on a few different of our SaaS offerings, which includes our sustainability services. And I feel really fortunate I've had the chance to lead our sustainability initiatives here at Redwood as well. To talk a little bit about who is Redwood Logistics and what do we do, we're a leader in third-party logistics uh, in North America, and we differentiate ourselves as a partner through our suite of services. A lot of that's driven through our technology services. Um, we think that it is necessary to be a one-stop shop partner for our, our customers. So that means we specialize in TMS implementation, integration, we have a freight asset arm, um, and we've really been focusing lately, and my focus has been what we're here to discuss, which is sustainability. Awesome. It's such a wide-ranging solution set you've got to be able to offer to customers, so I like that one-stop shop mentality, uh, especially because nobody nobody really knows what they're doing in this space, right? It does. It is incumbent on shippers and carriers to do your own homework, and it helps to have a solution provider like a Redwood come in and say, here's the lay of the land, and here's how we can address those problems. Why don't we double-click in some of those problems and say, you know, what are your customers looking for help with when it comes to the realm of sustainability data? Yeah, there's a, a wide array of, of places that we can go talking about data and sustainability data. Um, I want to start just with an expression that applies here. I'm sure you've heard, I'm sure folks are familiar with this, but you can't act on what you don't measure. It's something we say a lot. Um, having access to your shipment data, your sustainability data, data that is accurate, reliable, um, easily accessible, and ideally through automated processes are the first steps for a lot of organizations moving into their sustainability journey. Um, there's also a lot of companies that we've worked with that are further along on their sustainability journey, but they're trying to find better ways to be able to demonstrate their successes and be more uh, more pinpoint accurate with where they're at in their um, emissions accounting and in their ability to display reductions on their, their transportation. Uh, sustainability data is information that we're seeing and I'm seeing uh, in responding to RFQs and RFPs, a real uptick and a real uh, increase in asking what kind of services can you provide us in handling with our data and are, in providing us with our own emissions factors. 
Um, so observing this trend in RFPs and RFQs, it really implies to me that more stakeholders, more organizations are really trying to create more trust in the space and especially organizations that have deep concerns on their own ethical practices or their sustainable brand images. Those are great points to call out. And you're you're absolutely right that <clears throat> there's a variety of approaches that shippers are trying to get this data from their customers. And we've talked a lot on this show about the challenges with that. You mentioned one right there, trust, how big that is in a system where everyone's not either reporting the same data or reporting it in the same way, or even being willing to report it or know what to report unless you're asked. So it's been a a changing landscape. And I think we should also kind of contextualize the conversation by saying, you know, we're saying sustainability data. And for the most part, we're not talking about the S and the G. We're really looking at the E here. And you said carbon accounting. And that's that's where the difficulty of specifically scope three, which our listeners will know is those outside the boundary of your direct operations and in freight and logistics, that's pretty much categories, uh, I believe it's four and nine, upstream and downstream transportation, when you're starting to report on this carbon accounting elephant that everybody's trying to figure out how to eat. So you know what your customers are asking for a little bit. They're asking for more data. How do you guys gather that data? How do we think about simplifying the collection and analysis of that? Is that something Redwood's trying to address? Absolutely. The collection and analysis and ultimately how can you leverage that data and put it into your operations and how you can find ways to create more efficiencies is something that we're hearing from a lot of our mid-sized shippers, uh, maybe somewhat surprisingly, but almost all of our enterprise shippers that we work with are asking us, what can you do to support us in this avenue? And I think that it really starts with just having the right data. Um, and that comes to two different uh, uh I'd say avenues for how you can leverage it. The first is your technology, and the second is your transportation partners. So starting on the technology end, as I said, I'm a product guy, so that's more my area of expertise is on, on the tech side. So having a transportation management system, having, having systems that are integrated, um, set up with proper business rules, that gives you a ton of power to be able to do things um, in contextualizing your shipments and how your transportation is going to actually operate over the road or over rail or whatever modalities. Um, and from there, you're able to find opportunity to reduce your empty miles. And you can identify lanes where you can consolidate your orders um, or even have modal uh, changes. And ultimately, this gives you opportunities to optimize your routes or have fewer trucks on the road, all of which are going to reduce your emissions and uh, hand in hand have cost savings typically. Um, I do want to also mention on the transportation partner side, um, I think having a great partner in this is essential, just like in so many things in business and in life. Um, having a great transportation partner gives you access to a broader network and additional tooling that a typical shipper just doesn't have access to. So whether that means we can try to identify co-loading opportunities over lanes where multiple of our customers are operating over, um, or if we can use our network analysis tools by taking, for example, uh, we do this for some of our customers, a year's worth of your data. We can run a case study report, identify immediate opportunities for us to reduce your emissions through optimizations. Also cost savings are of course a, a part of that. Um, and ultimately, we can continue this on an ongoing basis as a partner, whether that's through additional projects or using the technology that we have in place. Um, we've got a, a great case study of this with a customer, one of our largest customers on our managed services side of our business. They're one of the world's largest uh, leading manufacturers in marine and um, 
RV equipment. And over a six-month period, while their total freight increased by 11 million pounds, we were still able to find results of reducing their carbon footprint by 2.3 million pounds. That was through one large project. But then over time, we've been able to continue to see reduced and continued uh, uh, just like a diet, right? You you diet to, to lose the weight. Well, here we're able to reduce the emissions. And over the growth of the company, we've been able to keep the, the emissions off. So that's a really great success story. And I would just put a cap on this as having the right technology or having the right partner are the right steps to start to to leverage that data or make sure you have that data accessible and available to you. Yeah, you're right. Data access is exceptionally important. And you do have to send me that white paper. I would love to link that in the show notes because that's the trend we need to see, right? We want to continue to see growth at the macro level, right, in the global economy. But we got to decouple that from emissions and continue to drive emissions lower. So we know a lot of that comes from new technologies that we're funneling a lot of capital to right now. Look at the IRA and all these futuristic propulsion technologies like green hydrogen and electrification. Uh, But that's not today. Today, we got to use what we have. And that really is better data for many shippers, right? If you think about um, shippers trying to get a handle on their emissions in the past, you could do it and start with spend and back into a back of the envelope number that's that's close. Um, but we know that the more and better data you get, the more and better and hopefully lower your emissions end up actually becoming. So I like to hear companies like Redwood that can take that, turn it into a case study and say, look, we'll not only demonstrate to you, you might be doing better than you think you are, but we can find ways to improve that and accelerate that decarbonization within your own supply chain. So that, that to me is the big takeaway from what I'm hearing about how Redwood comes and helps customers. Is there something else though, if I, if I leaned into maybe your customer's customer, right? Like, is there a, an angle where you're working with shippers to say, look, your customers are demanding eco-friendly services. You know, how do we help deliver that for you? Yeah, for sure. I, I think of the end consumer, uh, even if I were to more broadly contextualize, it's consumers and I think of investors often as well, um, who are all interested in supporting uh, environmentally conscious brands. And if I'm an investor, I'm looking at this from maybe it's a risk management profile that's tied to my broader uh, ESG assessment and ESG standing. If I'm a consumer and as as consumers like we are, um, I think of it as voting with my dollar. And I want to invest in products, invest in companies that are presenting themselves in ways that align with my own uh, view of the world. And many people, and there's a lot of data to back this up, are starting to put their dollars towards companies that are not just marketing as sustainable, but have evidence and data through, often it starts with the uh, emissions standing, right? Uh, or having set public goals and having been able to demonstrate that they're taking action on those public goals. Um, so I, I think it really just comes all around to ultimately how companies can differentiate themselves in the eyes of these stakeholders, consumers and investors. Uh, I, I also like to think that there's a lot of uh, maybe bottom up, uh, often top down leadership at these organizations that they're doing it just because they think it's the right thing to do for the planet to be able to keep global temperatures um, at where it needs to be. Important call out. And you're right. You know, we're, I don't know about you, but I'm on the older end of the millennials for an elder millennial statesman, I'd call myself. Um, and, you know, me and my peers and everybody below me that's, you know, in college or out, 
are about to walk into the largest section of buying power in our economy, right? Especially as the boomers and that kind of generational uh, wealth transfer starts to take place over the next decade. Like the people who are making the big procurement decisions going forward are people that care more disproportionately more about uh, environmental and social issues than the, the buyers of the past. So if companies don't have that memo yet, <laughs> they're about to get it. Um, so I love that call out. I think that's super important. I'd love to, to learn in that same vein, like our, our shippers and customers, we think they're paying more. Is the service that, that Redwood is trying to target shippers for, is that a, a premium offering? Is that something people are going to come to expect as table stakes moving forward? Like where do you see that slotting in? Yeah, it's table stakes. There's a few different dimensions that Redwood wants to be able to provide our service, which is Redwood Hyperion, uh, to make available to any customers. And uh, when I say customers, I want to say our existing customers, but also any shipper that's interested in whether it's starting their sustainability journey or furthering or becoming more detailed in how they are progressing with their emissions accounting so they can take the uh, actions that can come afterwards. So we're looking at this from table stakes being, if we move freight for you, we wanna make those emissions uh, available to you so that you just have that in, in your potential toolkit of aggregating with all of your carriers or any mechanisms that you're using, which there's a handful to be able to measure your scope three emissions and specifically your, your freight uh, emissions. From there, uh, we wanna be able to provide our customers with more of a complete set of their freight emissions. And that's where Hyperion powered by other Redwood solutions is able to uh, leverage integration and automation to provide that more complete picture of your freight emissions. So how do, in, in knowing that more disclosure is going to be required, I think it's important to note that more granular, more accurate disclosure will be very beneficial. So how does Redwood think about getting down to that truck level, load level, and then capturing that and using that effectively in a, a greenhouse gas accounting system? How do you guys evaluate that depth of granularity in the system? There are certainly challenges that a lot of shippers face in being able to get to that level of accuracy that we believe is going to be required for future disclosures, whether that uh, is some international standard like what exists in Europe, um, the potential SEC climate disclosure proposal, or we're even seeing state regulations uh, being uh, brought up as uh, potential state bills. Um, I think of the challenges first in data acquisition, how you get to the data. And then second is, what do you do with the data? Um, from talking with a whole lot of, of our customers and shippers who are interested in our services, the data acquisition piece can be challenging whether your company has grown through acquisitions and you've got five systems in place, um, or if you're an international shipper, you likely just by proxy have a handful of systems that store your source shipment data. So really getting to that, that data, uh, which is probably stored in different formats. Um, it's hard to determine when there's integrity issues with that data. Um, there's a lot of considerations. Uh, having worked for uh, the last six years or so, really uh, squarely around uh, data integration and data products, I can say there's almost unlimited amount of issues you can find with accessing data and data integrity. Um, after you actually get your hands around the data, you need to think about what do you do with it? So let's say not all data is made perfect. That's a fact. Then you want to be able to validate that data 
uh, make sure it makes sense. Where it doesn't, you want to be able to cleanse it within reason because you don't want to just throw out shipments or if it's LTL, legs of shipments, just because there's a, a missing metric, um, which many measures today do. Um, to take that one step further, let's say you've got your hands around all of this data. The way that most companies are doing this today, and you even touched on this earlier, is, and by, uh, by this I mean uh, data uh uh, sustainability accounting, um, they are going to look at their total ton miles per carrier or their total spend over a certain mode and then multiply that by some factor. And that factor is created by self-reported data that then is ranked and then created in some kind of aggregated factor. So you're looking at aggregate data, multiplying that by this uh, kind of cumulative uh, factor. And I think we know the more steps that are in any kind of system here, the more likely the room for error is. So all of this takes technology, time, subject matter, expertise, uh, nobody's favorite subject, a lot of math. And these are all challenges they have to overcome. So Redwood's thesis is largely how can we automate the collection of the data, normalizing it, validating it, cleansing it where it makes sense, and then running it all through standardized calculations so that on the other end of this, we can have uh, more reliable, more accurate, and with way less human touch, um, emissions accounting for our transportation data. And is there any you know, third-party service that you guys have worked with to demonstrate some form of accreditation to customers? Yes, absolutely. There are a handful of different uh, standard and, and globally accredited calculations that are out there through GHG protocol. And within the last, I want to say, uh, year and a half, as far as I believe, uh, through Smart Freight Center, there's the GLEC calculation. And Redwood is working with a partner of ours named Cloverly, which is a phenomenal sustainability service. Um, and we are able to leverage the GLEC calculation, which a part of that means that any of the data that we are collecting, and this is data that we just think any organization should be collecting um, for any optimization needs, like I was talking about earlier, but all this can be and should be used to be able to measure your sustainability freight emissions. Um, and that's going to be available to be able to then be pushed through this uh, GLEC calculation standard, which also accounts for all modalities. Awesome. Great to hear. So you mentioned the Hyperion product a little bit earlier. Is that something that's already available and out there for customers to use, or is that something that's coming soon? Very exciting. We actually had a uh, beta program with a couple of pilot customers who have had so far really outstanding uh, commentary and feedback for the results and how it's going to help them with their sustainability objectives. And officially, as of March 14th, the Hyperion offering is going to be available to the general public. So we'd love to have conversations with any of our current brokerage customers, current customers across Redwood to see how we could help them. And anyone interested who we don't do business with today, would love to have a conversation with you. That's awesome. Love it. When you wake up in the morning, and you go, you know, tie your shoes up and go to work, uh, whether it's in the office or at home, you're working now more intently on sustainability focused issues day in, day out. What is it about that focus that motivates you? I love that you asked this question about what motivates and, and where this comes from. I, I will say I grew up camping, uh, spending a lot of time in the outdoors and, and in natural environments, um, even being a, a city boy from Chicago myself. And it's something that always spoke to me. I had a great teacher in high school. So thinking about uh, where I went through uh, education, um, 
my environmental science teacher was really influential to me. And uh, so shout out to, to Mr. Hill. Thank you for being an inspiration. And that led me to pursue a degree in environmental sciences at University of Illinois. And while for quite a while, my career took all these sorts of loops and circles, like what happens to so many of us, um, I ended up being able to work on this project of, with Redwood Hyperion and helping to run ESG here at Redwood. A lot of that was driven through the needs of the industry, the needs of Redwood, but my own passions and being able to get back into this kind of a, a seat here at Redwood. So a lot of just m motivation through my own passion um, and some inspirational people and figures in my life. Um, I also got married last year and now I'm thinking about future generations. Um, no announcements that I need to make, but what comes next? I've got so many friends with kids and I, I, I do want to see uh, a healthy environment and, and a clean environment for future generations. So those are really the things that inspire me every day. And I love that passion and expertise coming together. And a first time Net Zero Carbon shout out to the high school teacher. Shout out, Mr. Hill. We're going to have to find <laughs> someone on LinkedIn and link to it in the notes. But man, thank you. Thank you for this conversation. I learned something. I hope the listeners did too. And I would love to have you back on in the future and learn more about what Red was up to. Absolute pleasure. Anytime, Tyler. Thank you. Thanks, Nate.